The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Alrighty, it's that time of the day, it's that time of the week, that time of the year. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Hey, prime time, do me a favor, man. Give me some new heat on that, man. I need some new fire, bro. Get me ready for the show. Other cats got some new stuff, man. So hook me up with something new. Do do what you want to do, but you know, do it Midwest style. You know how that is, Detroit, Ohio. Yeah, that's Dion Prime Time back there taking care of a brother with the music to get him ready to go. I tell you what, man, there were some people who got the right kind of music to get them ready to go for the game this past weekend. And some people just didn't want to hear the music. I know somebody been playing the blues and that somebody's up there in, in, in New York. And I think Eli, Eli, come on, man. It's it's like, wow. Eli got spanked by his big brother. Now he just got spanked again. And, you know, the Giants can't continue to keep getting spanks because they, you know, they in a division that, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to make it out of the NFC East. And, I, you know, I always got love for the NFC East. Uh, but Eli getting spanked. So I, I'm, I'm looking for Eli to turn on and get him some new music. He, he, the blues ain't working for you, Eli. You got to get you some new music. So let me tell you about uh, my weekend and tell you about what I, what I thought about sports. There's some good games and some bad games. Always some good and some bad. You know, some of them that, you know, you know that uh, you play hard and you think you're going to win and it just slip away. There's some people who try to give some games away. Now, when I say some people, the Raiders, I had people travel all the way from St. Louis, Missouri because they're Raider fans. Now, they should be Cardinal fans, but, you know, them folks in St. Louis, they, they, they're a little bit concerned about the fact that you left them and you came on out here to Arizona. Uh, so they was rooting for the Raiders. And the Raiders, I mean, they literally just, they tried very hard to give the game to the Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals tried very hard to give the game back to the Raiders. It, w- it was almost as if neither one of those teams really wanted to win that game. Not based upon the opportunities that you're presented with and taking advantage of every opportunity you get. That's not how that went down. It didn't go down like that. So it was, I wasn't sure who really wanted that game. You know, you always talk about in a football game, it's, it's a desire of wills. Who, who, who will will themselves to do whatever they need to do to win the ball game? And I'm just not sure when the Raiders was playing the Cardinals, I'm not sure who really wanted to win that game. But as it turned out, the Cardinals end up winning it. Man, you just can't rely on kickers. I mean, it, 
you can't rely on kickers because you never know what they're going to do. I don't care how good they are, how consistent they are. For one thing, I want to say this. I'm going to give kickers a little bit of credit in this situation. Kickers are all, it's always a pressure situation for a kicker. You know, the chances are when you're a receiver, if they throw the ball to you, you might get the ball thrown to you again. So you get a chance to, to make up for that one catch of which you may have dropped. For a kicker, you know, at the end of the game, when the game is on the line, you're not going to get another chance. This is it. When they throw the ball to you, the only time in a receiver is if it's, you know, the fourth quarter and it's fourth down and your team needs to maintain possession of the ball so that you can, you know, continue to play and perhaps maybe win the game. That's the only time really as a receiver where you know you have to catch the ball because you're not going to get another chance in this particular game. And the kicker at the end of the game, if they put you in there, I mean, that's kind of like your fantasy. That's what you should be dreaming about. You should, you should be hoping and praying that I get a chance to get in the game when the game is on the line, a couple seconds left or fractions of, you know, fractions of a minute, and uh, I get a chance to kick the game-winning field goal. That's how you make your money. That's what you get paid for. That's what you do. But there's a couple kickers around the league that when it's pressure. Anybody can kick field goals in practice. They kick them 50 yards, 60 yards. You know, they'll back up and they'll try something. You know, records, I think, still 63, maybe 64. They might back up and try something 65, you know, just for the heck of it. But they certainly don't want to be put in a game situation where all of a sudden now it's, you know, expect, you're expecting me, a kicker, to make a 60-yard field goal? No. But a 32-yard field goal? That's money in the bank. So I'm not going to make any excuse for any kickers out there that, that just they don't get it done. You know, it's, it's expected of you to get it done. And when, when your team loses the game because of a field goal kick, yeah, that's about the only time in a game where people will look at a person. And most of the time, we, we don't really call them out. But amongst each other, we will say, you know, you blew it. You know, you know anybody could see that. Certainly an intelligent football, you know, fan, uh, whether it be a male or female, would be able to see if a kicker lost the game, and they probably would blame him. I know an intelligent football fan out there that would certainly call a kicker out, and that's Kim Harper. Kim! Uh, hi. <laughs> uh-huh, I surprised you on that one, didn't I? You sure did. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Now, come on now. You know, it's a kicker, and he misses a field goal. That, that's all you get paid to do. Now, you, you would expect the kicker. I don't care if the game's on the line. You're going to expect him to make a field goal. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, that man is only out there every other blue moon, and he only has one job to do. He is nine times out of ten not going to get hit even if his kick is blocked. So he has absolutely no excuse unless no excuse unless it's somewhere out of the realms of possibility like 50 plus yards. But short of that, anything 40 or less, and I will even stretch it and say 45 cuz by now almost every kicker is a veteran. They've had enough time to get out there and perfect their craft and they should be able to kick it. 45 yards because that's just from the 30 yard line yeah and you know most of the time there's very few times that players in uh, in a game will will look at another player i don't even if it's a fumble if it's a drop pass uh most of the time a missed tackle they will not blame each other 
for losing a football game because there's too many other things that go in into play. But right. when it's when it's a field goal, when you're waiting for a guy that all he does, he's probably been on the football field maybe yeah. four times the entire game. You know that means in an entire year, a, a, a kicker. A kick, I mean, a real kicker, if your team is scoring a lot of points, you may get, oh, 16, mm, let me see, 16 games. You might be on the field 50 times, 50 plays in an entire season. You may be on it. And of those 50, you're probably, you know, kicking off maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe 30 of them, 40 of them. But, I mean, when you look at field goals, I mean, I'm going to think about this. 16 games. You probably kick two field goals a game. So that's 32. Right. That's only, you're only asked to make 32 plays in an entire season. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, most kickers don't kick 32 field goals in a season. And you're only on the field less than five minutes a game. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing about it. And that's, that's the part where I'm, I'm going to call them out. I'm going to say, yes, I expect you to make it. If you don't make it, yeah, I'm going to say you, you, you lost the game. If it comes down to we, we – Move the ball down the field and get it in a position where we felt at this point, there's no doubt you can make this field goal. It's only, as you said, it's only 32 yards. And, and you don't make it. I'm sorry. If you don't make it, it was your fault we lost the game. It wasn't our yeah. fault. It, it was your fault. So that, that, that's really the only time. And I would really call it out. But, uh, Kim, I believe it, it might have been Facebook. I, I said, made a comment on something. And I think you. You may have had a response, and I really, I've been hitting my head too many times. You have to forgive me. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but were we going back, or you or somebody else going back and forth about something here that we might want to talk about? Well, I, you know, I, when I get on there, and it's so rare that I get on there often, but when I do get on there, I'm usually, you know, if it's a football comment, I'm, I'm really looking to see this week, I was looking to find all the comments that people were making about Michael Vick because he had so many critics and even you know the philadelphia paper to you know to talk about him as a as, as, what was the headline something like dog winner or dog snatcher or something they're still referencing the dog thing you know after all this time you know initially i could understand it but it's you know, it's gone way beyond that at this point. Those people need to get over it and let it go and give this man his props. He has done more for Philadelphia. They have not lost a game, and he has done more for them than anybody. And I know you've got to be proud. You've got to be proud of how Michael has played. Well, you know, I, I, will, I will say this. I, I, you know, I played in Philadelphia for many years, and yeah. it's typical of the Philadelphia fan. What, what's happening right now does not really surprise me whatsoever. Now, one thing that I am, I am truly happy about it, I think Michael has definitely taken the high road in this en- entire situation. And I think he's certainly happy that he's gotten a chance to to do what he loves to do because you can only do it for a period of time i mean life will set in and he just won't be able to do it he'll he'll be too old to do it but the fact that he's gotten another chance and as he says he was committed to his craft of being a quarterback he didn't want to be anything else michael has gone out and he's practiced he's put the time not only has he put the time in the classroom but you can look at Michael Vick is a lot smaller this year than he was when he came back last year so he has actually also got himself physically prepared uh, to play this game and I, I am just so happy I, I can't I really can't wait this week I mean I do not really believe that the Philadelphia Eagles ever felt that they would find themselves in a game where Michael Vick 
would be playing against Donovan McNabb. I don't think the city, oh, yeah. the city, <laughs> nobody ever thought a game like this would ever come down. Philadelphia always finds a way, whether good or bad, just make sure you spell Philadelphia the right way to keep themselves in the media. And it's, it's done tremendous uh, things, not only for the team, but for the city. And it, it just brings tremendous exposure, and it keeps them in the press. So, I mean, the, the game of the year right now is going to be Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb. I mean, it, I guess it's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins, but it's Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to look to see this game. And I'm going to be awfully pissed off if it's not one of the nationally televised games instead of one of those local area things because I have got to see this game. Well, but I'll now, tell you what, Kim. Not, it's, it's funny you mentioned it. Oh, we got music. I'm going to have to answer that question on the other side of the break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kaye. Slow motion, better than no motion. I walked in the crib. All righty, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. 
I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I have on with me uh, Kim Harper. And uh, Kim has been a, a good friend to the network. Um, she's got a great legal background, doing a lot of things out there in the, in the legal world. Uh, but she's also a football fan, a very knowledgeable football fan. So I, I'm going to share some information with you, Kim, that happened this morning on one of the shows here. Uh, Freddie Mitchell, former wide receiver uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, number one draft pick out of UCLA, uh, was on with Jairus uh, McIntyre. And Jairus and, and, and Freddie was keeping it real. And, and in doing so, uh, Freddie Mitchell, um, he didn't have uh, the best things to say about Donovan McNabb, which, which was a surprise to me. I've always thought that Donovan appeared to to have the locker room, uh, to have the back of those in the locker room and those in the locker room to have his back. But Freddie brought something up um, that I got to stop and think about when they let when they released Donovan this year. How many players went to the defense or went to Donovan's rescue about the trade, and and, uh, and you didn't hear a lot about it. And and he even mentioned something even about Deshaun Jackson. Uh, and and Deshaun never really saying anything about man him him being uh, the person who just was an all pro wide receiver uh, being on the receiving end of many of those passes. He didn't even really go to Donovan's rescue. So now we got something else brewing here. Not only is Donovan McNabb traded out of Philadelphia uh, within the division. Um, you know, against a, a team he's going to be playing against his home team uh, this weekend that he played for for so many years, took them to four NFC Championship games, to one Super Bowl. But now it's almost as if, wow, Donovan may have been the problem all these years in the locker room with T.O., with Freddie Mitchell, you know, and maybe with some other people. You think that could come into play and the media will explore? I mean, we're talking about it now. Maybe that becomes part of the big story, too, that Donovan always wasn't the guy that we thought he was and didn't have the respect of his teammates that we may have all thought he had. Is that going to be part of the big story? Well, that's probably going to be part of the big story, but it brings up one of those things where, you know, it was Donovan had been chosen by the Eagles to be the quarterback. And everybody on the team knew that. So it's one of those situations where you know, I don't have to like you to work with you, so let's work together and get the job done. And obviously, to bring you to four NFC championships, they had to work closely together, whether they liked it or not. They, You know, Donovan threw the ball to the right people, and he got him to a certain point. But just like the Buffalo Bills, who always get to the dance but never, you know, get with the big trophy <laughs> for the contest, yes. you know, they just never quite made it any further than that. But I'll also give credit to the team. I have to give credit to the players if that is, in fact, the case because it's one of those things that you and Dave always talk about. Whatever goes on in the locker room stays in the locker room. That's right. And if Donovan was, in fact, the problem, you did not ever hear his teammates at the time, Donovan was there, throw him under the bus and say, yeah, man, just get rid of him. Donovan ain't this, Donovan ain't that. The only person who really did that was T.O., which I think helped contribute to why people uh, bashed him so badly when he was going back and forth. Because there, it's like you said, you've got to have a respect, and there are some things that you just keep in-house. Yeah, you and you're, you're, you're you right about your that. Laundry. Yeah, you're right about that. So, I, so I, I'm so i assuming that, you know, now that Freddie is gone, and, and Freddie's been gone from Philadelphia and from football for, for many years now, 
And it's, it's just surprising to me to hear that. And perhaps maybe, uh, and I'm glad that we got that platform to give him the opportunity to speak and to be honest. You right. know, sometimes people, it, when you're playing ball, it is extremely important for the chemistry of the team uh, to be, um, you know, all on the same page, for everybody to be united so that uh, we can all move towards this common goal of trying to win. And disruption in the locker room many times, if it spills out onto the football field, uh, that's not going to be a good thing. But you're right. There's probably many places in corporate America you could walk into, maybe many other uh football, basketball, baseball teams where you can walk into those locker rooms or those clubhouses and perhaps maybe everybody does not get along, but it never spills out and it only becomes a problem when it does surface and then all of a sudden people have to start answering questions like that right. and and right. I believe what happened is that is what happened at one point in Philadelphia with Donovan and, and T.O. was it, right. it did become an issue, it, it, it did get out into the media it became the topic of conversation, and so something happened, and, and T.O. was sent on the road. But And, and, and T.O. was sent because T.O. was doing a lot of the talking. you got to understand that whether they like Donovan or not, Donovan behaved like a gentleman through the whole ordeal. He, he was a class act. He did not go out there and start the trouble. And, and, and probably, you know, when you... Freddie's points are valid, having not ever been in a clubhouse and certainly not being around at that, you know, remembering all the ins and outs of what going on when Freddie was playing. Um, if if he and Donovan were not clicking and he was saying things like, well, you know, nobody came to Donovan's defense, I think at this point the team had just had enough. They had had enough of two years ago it was T.O., this year was somebody else, next year. I mean, every year at the beginning of the year, there's a Donovan and somebody problem. They had had enough of the problems. And so people probably didn't come to their defense because it was like, if this is what it takes to give us some peace and to let us move on without starting another season and another mega scandal, let's do that. And, and they didn't. But to their credit, even if that was the point, they didn't go out there and bash Donovan when he left. They just didn't protect him when he was told to go. And you know what's interesting about that? And I, I got to go back and I, I'm going to look for some information because if I'm not mistaken, the whole issue back during that time, during that Super Bowl, which the Eagles went on to play uh, the New England Patriots. And, of course, the Patriots uh, won that game. The issue came about somehow that Donovan was a bit, that, how should I say this? I'm going to say, he, let's say he lost his stomach at the end of the game. And, mm -hmm. and therefore, you know, you know what happens when you lose your stomach a few yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that somehow a report came out that Freddie Mitchell had said that he had to call the plays because Donovan couldn't even call the plays. Oh, wow. All I remember T.O. supposedly have said is that I wasn't the one who was throwing up in the huddle. And oh, then out of wow. nowhere, then yeah. Freddie Mitchell comes in and get and they get a comment from from somewhere from Freddie Mitchell about Freddie Mitchell supposedly saying, you know, he had to call the plays. Now, I don't know if Freddie mentioned that on the show this morning, but I will say this. I mean, I got to give credit. I got to go. I got to give credit to my mother-in-law about this. My mother-in-law has always said to me that what she likes about Donovan McNabb is the way he's able to handle himself with the media. 
And and right. what Donovan perhaps and, and you mentioned something that's very key, Kim. I think people forget is that athletes the majority of the time are on the receiving side or they're the ones that's being asked the question, so therefore they have to give a response. Right. Donovan is very good at giving let's say the corporate line. And, and right. so Donovan doesn't ruffle feathers. He, Donovan is a clubhouse, a locker room guy. He'll make sure that there's peace in the locker room because he's not going to give you the answer that you really want to know, that you really right. hope to hear, that inside scoop right. that you're looking for or what right. really happened. Donovan ain't going to really give you that keep it real answer about what happened in the locker room. Right. And that is what keeps the peace. And that's why he's probably respected as a leader, because Donovan ain't trying to ruffle the feathers, whereas you got some other guys they say, okay, man, what you want to do? You, 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 you want the real answer or you just want me to give you the company answer? Because if you want the real answer, I give it to you. That sounds to me like Freddie Mitchell said, listen, what do you want? You want to know what really happened or you want me to give you some, excuse me, some bullshit? Because I can well, give you that. Right, and right now he's in a position where he can't do that. That's right. Know? But, but it, when you're playing, you really have to keep it to your chest because, like you said, and, and the fans are guilty of this, you know, when – a wide receiver drops a ball or somebody misses a block, you can't always blame them at that time. Maybe when you're 0-5 and 0-6 and, and you're more frustrated than ever before and you see it going on, you want to blame somebody. But the reality of it is that's the nature of the game. And as a player, you when you make that mistake, it's not when you drop that ball you don't know you made the mistake. When you miss that pass or you miss that block, you know you made a mistake you know you made the mistake what you don't what you got to get over at that moment is get over the mistake because you still may have 30 more minutes to play 40 more minutes to play five more games in the season you got to get over that and so it would be unfair for your teammate to then come out and call you out Every time you make a mistake, because I know I wouldn't want to be called out every time I made one. Well, what happened so, in this particular case, Kim, is that this, of course, was at that Super Bowl. And after that Super Bowl, I mean, this is really, really bringing back some yeah. memories. Now, i got to go back to Philly. But it, I remember that this happened in the off season, And so, therefore, of course, there's no more games. And, and, right, and the right. media exposure and, and the media, let, let's say, demand isn't as much. But I can tell you this. Not only the next season was... T.O. gone. If I'm not mistaken, Freddie may have been gone, too. If he if he wow. if it wasn't that year, it was certainly the year after that. So Freddie and T.O. responding to what the hell happened to Donovan in the huddle and people wanting to know they they kind of ended up going. So this, this going to be a this will be. Because if, if it's up to me, I'd just like to know what really happened. You know, wow. it, it's kind of interesting to know because now Fred and Freddie was not real happy. And you can hear that show again, uh, Jairus McIntyre, uh, Keeping It Real. You can hear the replay of that show tonight or go to the archives on Voice America Sports. But Freddie Mitchell really had some harsh words in terms of it wasn't a lot of love for Donovan McNabb. So I, saying that, seeing how Donovan's performed, and again, Donovan's defense ain't helping him a lot. Uh, Donovan is going to have an opportunity this week to go into Phil, and he's going to go into Philadelphia and play the Philadelphia wow. Eagles, and of course Michael Vick is going to have a chance because see Donovan's in 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 D.C. and Michael Vick is from Virginia, so that's really his hometown. 
So right. it's almost like these two are in each other's, you know, stamp of ground. Th- that's exactly right. So this is going this going to be a real good football game. Listen, we're going to have a break coming up uh, in a minute, Kim. But uh, afterwards, when we come back from that break, I believe you have a, a little bit of love for the Chicago Bears, if I'm not mistaken. I, I so, have a lot of love for my Bears. <laughs> so, I have so, a lot of love well, for my Bears. Well, we're going to talk about know. the Bears when we come back over this break because I, I got a lot of love for them, too. I told Dez I think they look good. So listen. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back on the other side of the break and talk a little bit about the Chicago Bass. All right. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, just before we went to break, of course, I said we was going to come on the other side. I believe it was some love out there 
for the Chicago Bears, of which I just had to take the opportunity to let Kim talk about the Bears a little bit because uh, that was a hell of a football game. It, it was a game of which, again, uh, I'm not so sure that the Bears didn't try to give it away. There was a couple of people trying to give <laughs> games away this weekend, and, and some people didn't want it, so they didn't take it. So the Bears said, okay, if you just want us to win, we're going to go ahead and we're going to win this thing uh, because that play at the, at the end of the game where the ball came out on the sidelines and the Bears jump oh, on that that was a hell of a, oh, that that was a hell of a play but yeah. uh but the bears this year i mean you get mike marks in you come in you got a new offensive coordinator um you, you got a couple people you know cutler's been there been in a new system you know this is another new system for him so he had three new systems in the last three years or three systems in the last three years but he seems to be comfortable with this and and i think that the bears fans are starting to embrace your quarterback now uh, do you think the quarterback is uh, his play has been better this year? Are you guys happy with the quarterback there, Kim? Yeah, I'm. I'm loving Jake Cutler. He is. You know, it, it's not only just being a quarterback. As you know, as a player and a team, you have really got to click as a team. Your O line has got to really be there to defend you and make sure that people don't get to you and give you enough time. While what and you got to be versatile, whether you're in or out of the pocket. You've got to be able to connect with those right receivers. They've got to have that, what I call that, and I know you don't want to hear about my boys, mm. but with, you know, Troy Aikman through to Michael Irvin, you know, Troy could have called one play and saw open space and directed Michael by his hand and told him to run over here, and Michael was going to get that ball. Oh, yeah. So you've got to have that kind of contact with your wide receiver, so when you throw that ball, you know that receiver is going to be there. Not only if it's the play you called, but if there's an adjustment that needs to be made, you you have to know that that receiver is going to make that adjustment. And Jay is coming into his own, I think. Plus, I think the Bears really needed to win this game, and they really needed to show that they deserved the win because they bungled the, They won by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin the, on that Detroit Lions call. So, And I love the Bears. But that was not their game to win. That was a given. They they got a gift <laughs> that weekend, and uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they won. But it was a gift. They didn't actually win it, so they had to actually come back and prove that they are the team that they deserve to win and that they can actually play this game. And I think last night they really really deserved it. They really showed that they are the. They, they really could play. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I know one thing for sure is that, you know, we'll take wins any way you can get them. So sometimes, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people say they whether be lucky than good, you know, because sometimes good doesn't always help you. Somebody may be better, but if you're lucky, you know, when when, when you got something coming your way, you know, it's destined to happen. And I, and I will just say this. As I, I watched the Bears play last night, I thought the Bears played with confidence. I mean, confidence in such that they knew what they were up against. Everybody knows that, you know, that Mr. Rogers is on the other side of the ball, but the Bears just seem to have a confidence that they didn't care what happened, that they just felt like they needed to win this game, you know. And I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the Packers beat them twice last year. So, of course, uh, you know, Jay's looking to beat the, the, the Packers because he knows that's part of the hurdle he's got to overcome in order to, uh, you know, get to the big dance. And I, I just think, again, that they look confident. You, you talked about, and I'm going to call it chemistry. Uh, 
uh, between a quarterback and his receiver. And, and I'm starting to notice that Johnny Knox is starting to show up. And, of course, uh, yeah. you know, he's feeling, Jay's feeling uh, comfortable with his tight ends. You know, shout out to Dez. And, by the way, that was a bad pass. Desmond yeah. Clark did not drop that pass. As a matter of fact, right. that was a pass that Jay threw down on the goal line when he threw the ball to Dez. Uh, that could have gone 99 yards the other way because it was thrown Absolutely. behind him. And if, 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 if somebody wouldn't have made a mental mistake because somebody was supposed to be guarding Dez, they would have been on his hip. And if they would have been on his hip, that ball would have been going 99 yards the other way. So uh, that was a bad pass that, that Jay threw. But but Olsen and Dez, he finds his tight ends. Uh, he, he finds Johnny Knox, of course. Uh, and in the backfield, I mean, you got a couple big – now, they didn't have big numbers last night. But but still, I, I like the back. I like Forte. I like Matt Forte. I think he is a good weapon, of which will certainly help the Bears uh, once they have to rely on their running game. But 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 one thing I have to say, and I think Chucky said it too last night during the game. It's like, why in the world would anybody in their right minds? I don't care when the last time is that Devin Hester has ran a kickoff or a punt back for a touchdown. I don't care. I know what he can do. Why in the world would anybody in their right minds kick the ball to Devin Hester? Don't tell me. The reason why he hasn't ran the ball back is because most people have been smart and they haven't (laughs) kicked the ball to him in such a way where, you know, it's got, you know, a line drive or he's able to get you out kick your punt coverage you know those kind of things you just don't do when you have a man like Devin Hester back there because he hasn't lost his ability it's been limited opportunities that he's had so they gave him two opportunities last night they being the Packers and he certainly on one of them he almost took back the other he took it back to the house so that part of the game looks good too I mean and then not only did the special teams look good and the offense looked good but you got, you know, you got the big boy, you know, back at middle linebacker now, and all of a sudden he's healthy. So the Bears, they just look good to me. They really do. And and I think they could, they 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 they're three and zero right now. So there's right. no way, no reason why you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think that there's a chance the Bears might be the one to win that division. Everybody picked Green Bay, but the Bears might be the team. Well, you know, I'm hoping the Bears are a team, and I'm hoping that they keep going on this winning streak, but. You know, uh, we we still got what fourteen more games. Yeah, we got a lot. We got at least, yeah, so, <laughs> 13, 13, 13, 16 games. We got thirteen. Well, I'm not giving. I'm not giving up on them. I'm just. I'm. I'm hoping that the team that we saw last night shows up because Devin, Devin Hester didn't just run that ball back. He leaped over single bounds on top of something. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He he showed them why you are not supposed. He shows them why you are not supposed to kick the ball to Devin Hester. And if you do, this is what happens to you. Never, You never should. Nobody, I don't care. I don't care who it is. For the rest of the year, just do that. I, I don't even have to. I don't care what the team is. Don't tell me how good your special teams is. Just do not kick the ball to the man. And I'm going to say this, too. Brian Urlacher came up with a big play at the end of the game. And that's why I say you guys right. got your man in the middle. He's back. He's healthy this year. I don't know how much of last year he played, but I know he didn't play a lot of the season because he was hurt. And and I think a lot of times people forget how important it is to have a healthy team. A lot of times, if you look at a team that's able to go on and win a Super Bowl, you know, luck plays a major part in the fact that they're lucky that they didn't lose anybody during the season. 
and 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 if Brian Erlacher could could stay healthy, I I think he is a, he's just a tremendous impact to the Chicago Bears, and he's 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 a leader. I mean, it's no doubt about it. I, there were some things said last year uh, from yeah. some former players, and and Brian stood up. Brian stood up, and you know, and he, and he asked the question, you know, well, how many Super Bowls did the Gale Sears win? You know, how many did Dick Buckets win? You know, and those guys were just. You know they were passionate about their team, and they and they wanted their team to win, and and so that that's probably why the comments that they made, and I don't remember exactly what they, but they were critical of the play, of the Bears, and Erlacher kind of stood up. So he is the leader of that team, and it's good to see him on the field because I think his personality certainly helps, uh, as long as, as well as Lance Briggs, the personality of those two linebackers. I think it's the personality of that defense. And, and Chicago is supposed to be you know, almost like the Raiders. There's a, this mystique about the Raiders. And, and, and I think the Chicago Bears, and I'm sure uh, my good friend brother, I do would agree with me, there's a mystique about the Chicago Bears defense and, and being tough. And so they take on that personality of that middle linebacker. And, and I'm glad he's, he's back. And, and I think you will agree, too, that Erlacher is kind of the quarterback and makes that defense run. Absolutely. And you know where that mystique started. That's that you know it start well and, and don't get me wrong I think in when Gale was playing and all of that stuff they built the Bears up uh, to be a great dynasty and people were expecting things of the Bears but it wasn't until the '85 Bears showed up in, in full force you know well I, yeah I'm gonna get okay hold on now those '85 Bears I love those '85 Bears <laughs> and no doubt about it but I think those '85 Bears were the let's let's say they were the the ongoing, and they lived off of the reputation of the Bears before there was there was a, a standard that was set by the right. uh, by the, the Gale Sayers, you right. know, he and that's exactly what. And, and the Erlacher, uh, who of today, of course, was the the Dick Buckets back then, and the Mike Singletary became the uh, Dick Buckets of the of that generation of the '80s. And right. now Erlacher is is trying to take that on, you know. So right. yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get the '85 Bears everything they deserved. I love them, but I think it started back with Buckets. And 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 Gail, even though they didn't win anything, they kind of set a right. standard of what the Bears should be about. That's absolutely right. They they established the Bears as being a a dynasty, whether whether the accolades were there or not, or whether the, the awards were there or not. They actually established the Bears in that right. And there's just people who have to step up and carry the torch. So, I, okay. absolutely, you can't take anything away against. Uh, from Gale Sears in the Dip Buckets era at all. Well, I'm I'm glad you give them guys that credit because that was uh, I I didn't like to really see that, and that's why even as we were talking about earlier, this thing with Freddie Mitchell and Donovan McNabb and Teal and all that, you know, I, I think right. there should be uh, a fraternity, love, and embracement of one another, and we shouldn't be fighting out in public. And if we do, nobody else has to know about it. <laughs> so uh, I was a little bit disturbed because I didn't know what side of the fence I wanted to get on with Erlacher. And 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 Gail Sayers because I used to I I liked Gail Sayers and I liked the passion of which Erlacher brings to the game. I mean he's a safety from college that's playing middle middle not linebacker, middle linebacker in the National Football League, which which says a lot. Each each position 
along with that position, you know, it's like a job description. And, and, and then there's characteristics of a player that could fit that job description. And when you take somebody who's been a safety and you move them to not linebacker, but middle linebacker, that, that tells you something about that man. So, you know, it, it ain't no man crush, but I like that man. Okay. Right. <laughs> and listen, right. I got to go to break. Man, Kim, I didn't mean to keep you all this time, but I'm enjoying you. So if you can stay with me, stay with me. If not, I certainly appreciate it. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'm going to talk about these upcoming games when we come back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports. With someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Rihanna. Uh huh. Good girl going bad. Uh huh. Take three. Action. Uh huh. No clouds in my stones. Let it rain. All right, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I want to thank uh, Miss Harper, of course, uh, Kim Harper, for for joining me and giving me her perspective about the Chicago Bears and uh, and what we can expect for the Bears and, and that legacy up there in Chicago and the Bears that goes way back to, of course, uh, Gail Sayers and and uh, middle linebacker Dick Buckus, you know, D- Dick Buckus is one of them guys almost like Jack Tatum, you know, is middle linebacker Dick Buckus, 
you know, safety, Jack Tatum. You know, a linebacker, you, you, if you're a linebacker and you hit, you, you dig buckets. You know, if you're a safety and you bring that heat, that's Jack Tatum. So they're one of the few guys that have played a position with a position. I mean, there's a trophy named Dick Buckets. I don't know why it's not a trophy named Jack Tatum uh, that carries his name. But uh, but certainly, but uh, uh, Kim also wanted me to make sure that I brought it to the attention. I think she got a little bit of love for the Pittsburgh Steelers out there. Shout out to Fish. I, I have to say this. I think what has happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers is that this team has certainly – uh, come together and 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 decided to do whatever it was going to take in order to win a football game and not let the distractions of their leader, Ben Roethlisberger, who is no longer with the team. I mean, he is no longer with the team. This type of suspension that Ben Roethlisberger is under, I'm not sure I'm aware of those type of suspensions before, but perhaps maybe they did exist, where if you were suspended, you weren't allowed anywhere you you can't come on the campus of the facility uh, of the team at all, and, and so Ben has been barred. He can't come, can't watch film, can't go in the weight room. Everything he has to do, he has to do it away from the team. But certainly, this team has responded. I mean, they got another. Brett Favre might be the senior of the senior citizens out there, but Charlie Batch got his membership, and 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 Charlie. You know, Charlie came in and Charlie really has done something that, in my mind, has said that either the Pittsburgh Steelers have an outstanding system. Uh, They've definitely got some good athletes on that team. But the discipline when it comes to putting the time into the playbooks that's necessary, it happens from top the bottom. Charlie Batch must have been quarterback number four on the roster at one point in time uh, because there's been some other people that have come and gone. Uh, so Charlie may have been either the third or the fourth quarterback, but Charlie came in and did a hell of a job. I think he threw three touchdown passes. Now, the only thing Charlie Batch did by this last time, they coming in this last week and throwing those three touchdown passes, was to assure Ben Roethlisberger would get his job back. Because the Steelers could possibly be 4-0 when Ben comes back, but the fact of the matter is they've done it with three different quarterbacks. So if there were going to be perhaps a quarterback controversy in Pittsburgh or if there could have been one started, because of the fact that we talk about chemistry in sports, and if the chemistry is such, then why do you, you know, he's quarterback's in a groove. Why do you want to take him out? You know, we talked about that last week in Philadelphia, which I'll get to that maybe again to close it out on that. About, again, no, a guy doesn't lose his job to injury, um, but if somebody is playing out of their minds and the injured player comes back, Perhaps maybe you might want to look for another position for him to play. But when he's a quarterback, there is no other position for him to play. So in the Pittsburgh Steelers case, if, you know, Dixon would have been playing out of his mind and would have still been healthy and would have wanted to come back, then perhaps maybe there might have been a quarterback controversy. But because they've had three different guys in there, there's not going to be a quarterback controversy. Ben Roethlisberger will step in. Now what there will be is a tremendous amount of pressure on Ben. If they win this weekend 
And Ben finally does get a chance to come back in and step into the Pittsburgh Steelers lineup. There is going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on him. Because one thing the media is going to have to do is be fair to him, just like they've been fair to Michael Vick, and remind him that what you did in the past is unacceptable. How do you feel about that? Continue to bring that up in his press conferences to remind him how fortunate it is that, you know, that we allowed you to come back and play in this game. They've got to continue to remind him of that. He's got to continue to deal with the issues of which he was faced with in the past. And then he's got to perform on the football field that exceeds the performance of any of the other guys that were in there while he was absent. And if he doesn't, then it creates a controversy as to, okay, should we go back to one of the other guys? Because there are some people in that Pittsburgh Steeler, let's say within that Pittsburgh Steeler family, and that includes the entire Allegheny County, that they're not sure they really want Ben back. They're not sure he really represents, you know, Pittsburgh Steeler football, the character of that team and of those fans for so many years. You know, it's important. Your fans and your team and your players represent those teams. That's what they talk about, their brand and protecting their brand. I was at a game this weekend. I'm just going to switch this Arizona Cardinal. And, and, and listen, the Raiders team has a mystique about it on the football field. The fans have a mystique about the passion that they have for their team. Win or lose, they stand and they defend them. But the fans also have to be have a certain amount of I'm going to say of common courtesy of which they must show to other fans that there are some things that happen when Raider fans show up that is not acceptable as a fan. You know, somebody said earlier, you know, that fan is short for fanatic, but you could be fanatical about your team, but in a respectful way. And, and there was a huge fight or a number of fights after the Arizona Cardinals game and the Raiders uh, that the, that were fans fighting, and and that's not acceptable. There are children at these games, and so that's what happens when you talk about Pittsburgh Steelers and 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 that family of Steeler. That Steeler, everybody's got a nation, you know. But but that that uh, the Tau, the terrible Tau uh, family, they want Ben to represent their team. And so when you come back, Ben, if you don't perform, they're going to start thinking about the things you did off the field. And they're going to say, well, Ben, uh, maybe he doesn't represent our team. Maybe we should go on to another quarterback. That's not going to happen. Ben's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. Um, He's going to be a student of the game. He's been a student of the game. He'll continue to be a student of the game. And I think, you know, perhaps maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, hmm, they'll be undefeated when he comes in. Perhaps maybe We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, when he does come in, because um, I think there are just a lot of people out there that there's some people who want to see Ben do well, and there's some people who who you know not they don't really care they they really don't care what he did was uh, something that disturbed a lot of people. So, uh, but let me go through uh, you know let me let me go through that uh, that AFC you know the Jets um, the Jets not two and one. You know, two and one. The Patriots are two and one, and they'll they'll continue to fight that out. Uh, the Dolphins, of course, are two and one, and the Bills, the, the, the lonely Bills, are at the bottom of the barrel at zero and three. Uh, that that continues to be, you know, the most interesting division. Uh, I think, um, you know, the AFC South is also a very interesting division. 
Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, three and zero, and the AFC North, Cincinnati and uh, Cleveland. I think Cincinnati and Cleveland are playing this weekend, and you know the Browns. I only want to bring that up because the Browns can't go zero and four. So I think Cincinnati going into Cleveland this weekend, I don't think you're going to make it out with a victory. I'm just going to pick the Browns. They're going to make it happen. I wanted to tell you a lot more, but my time has run out. I thank you, Kim, for calling in. Again, it's always good to talk about the Bears. Shout out to Dez. I know he's going to have a good show because they won. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.